Section twenty two of An Essay Concerning Human Understanding. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. An Essay Concerning Human Understanding by John Locke. Chapter seventeen of Infinity part 1 number 1 infinity in its original intention attributed to space duration and number he that would know what kind of idea it is to which we give the name of infinity cannot do it better than by considering to what infinity is by the mind more immediately attributed and then how the mind comes to frame it finite and infinite seem to me to be looked upon by the mind as modes of quantity and to be attributed primarily in their first designation only to those things which have parts and are capable of increase or diminution by the addition or subtraction of any the least part and such are the ideas of space duration and number which we have considered in the foregoing chapters it is true that we cannot be assured that the great god of whom and from whom are all things is incomprehensibly infinite but yet when we apply to that first and supreme being our idea of infinite in our weak and narrow thoughts we do it primarily in respect to his duration and ubiquity and i think more figuratively to his power wisdom and goodness and other attributes which are properly inexhaustible and incomprehensible etc for when we call them infinite we have no other idea of this infinity but what carries with it some reflection on and imitation of that number or extent of the acts or objects of god's power wisdom and goodness which can never be supposed so great or so many which these attributes will not always surmount and exceed let us multiply them in our thoughts as far as we can with all the infinity of endless number i do not pretend to say how these attributes are in god who is infinitely beyond the reach of our narrow capacities they do without doubt contain in them all the possible perfection but this i say is our way of conceiving them and these our ideas of their infinity number 2 the idea of finite easily got finite then and infinite being by mind looked on as modifications of expansion and duration the next thing to be considered is how the mind comes by them as for the idea of finite there is no great difficulty the obvious portions of extensions that affect our senses carry with them into the mind the idea of finite and the ordinary periods of succession whereby we measure the time and duration as hours days and years are bounded lengths the difficulty is how we come by these boundless ideas of eternity and immensity since the objects we converse with come so much short of any approach or proportion to that largeness number 3 how we come by the idea of infinity 
Every one that has an idea of any stated length of space, as a foot, find that he can repeat that idea and joining it to the former, make the idea of two feet, and by the addition of third, three feet, and so on without ever coming to an end of his additions, whether of the same idea of a foot, or if he pleases, of doubling it, or any other idea he has of any length, as a mile or diameter of the earth, or the orbis magnus, for whichever of these he takes, and how often soever he doubles, or any otherwise multiplies it, he finds that, after he has continued his doubling in his thoughts, and enlarged his idea as much as he pleases, he has no more reason to stop, nor is one jot nearer the end of such addition, than he was at first setting out. The power of enlarging his idea of space by further additions, remaining still the same, he hence takes the idea of infinite space. Number 4. Our idea of space boundless. This, I think, is the way whereby the mind gets the idea of infinite space. It is quite different consideration to examine whether the mind has the idea of such a boundless space actually existing since our ideas are not always proofs of the existence of things. But yet, since this comes here in our way, I suppose I may say, that we are apt to think that space in itself is actually boundless, to which imagination the idea of space, or expansion of itself, naturally leads us. For, it being considered by us, either as the extension of body, or as existing by itself, without any solid matter taking it up, for of such a void space, we have not only the idea, but I have proved, as I think, from the motion of the body, its necessary existence, it is impossible the mind should ever be able to find or suppose any end of it, or be stopped anywhere in its progress in this space, how far soever it extends its thoughts. Any bounds made with the body, even adamantine walls, are so far from putting a stop to the mind in its further progress in space and extension, that it rather facilitates and enlarges it. For so far as that body reaches, so far no one can doubt of extension, and when we are come to the utmost extremity of the body, what is there that can there put a stop? And satisfy the mind it is at the end of a space, when it perceives that it is not, nay, when it is satisfied that body itself can move into it, for it be necessary for the motion of the body that there should be an empty space, though ever so little, here amongst bodies. And if it be possible for body to move in or through that empty space, nay, it is impossible for any particle of matter to move but into an empty space, the same possibility of a body's moving into a void space, beyond the utmost bounds of body, as well as into a void space interspread amongst bodies, will always remain clear and evident. The idea of empty pure space, whether within or beyond the confines of all bodies, being exactly the same, differing not in nature, though in bulk, and there being nothing to hinder body from moving into it so that wherever the mind places itself by any thought, 
either amongst or remote from all bodies, it can, in this uniform idea of space, nowhere find any bounds, any end, and so must necessarily conclude it by the very nature and idea of each part of it to be actually infinite. Number 5. And so of duration. As, by the power we find in ourselves of repeating, as often as we will, any idea of space, we get the idea of immensity. So, by being able to repeat the idea of any length or duration we have in our minds, with all the endless addition of number, we come by the idea of eternity. For we find in ourselves, we can no more come to an end of such repeated ideas, than we can come into the end of a number, which every one perceives he cannot. But here again it is another question, quite different from our having an idea of eternity, to know whether there are any real being, whose duration has been eternal. And as to this, I say, he that considers something now existing, must necessarily come to something eternal. But having spoke of this in another place, I shall hear no more of it, but proceed on to some other considerations of our idea of infinity. Number 6. Why other ideas are not capable of infinity? If it be so, that our idea of infinity be got from the power we observe in ourselves of repeating, without end our own ideas, it may be demanded, why we do not attribute infinity to other ideas, as well as those of space and duration, since they may be as easily and as often repeated in our minds as the other, and yet nobody ever thinks of infinite sweetness or infinite whiteness, though he can repeat the idea of sweet or white as frequently as those of a yard or a day, to which I answer, all the ideas that are considered as having parts, and are capable of increase by the addition of an equal or less parts, affords us, by their repetition, the idea of infinity, because with this endless repetition, there is continued an enlargement, of which there can be no end. But for other ideas it is not so. For to the largest idea of extension or duration, that I at present have, the addition of any the least part makes an increase, but to the perfectest idea I have of the whitest whiteness, if I had another of a less equal whiteness, and of a whiter than I have, I cannot add the idea. It makes no increase and enlarges not my idea at all, and therefore the different idea of whiteness and etc. are called degrees. For those ideas that consist of a part are capable of being augmented by every addition of the least part. But if you take the idea of white, which one parcel of snow yielded yesterday, to our sight, and another of white from another parcel of snow you see today, and put them together in your mind, they embody, as it were, all run into one, and the idea of whiteness is not at all increased. And if we add a lesser degree of whiteness to a greater, we are so far from increasing that we diminish it. Those ideas that consist not of parts cannot be augmented to what proportion men please, or be stretched beyond what they have received by their senses. But space, duration and number, being capable of increase by repetition, leave in the mind an idea of endless room for more. 
nor can we conceive anywhere a stop to a further addition or progression and so those ideas alone lead our minds towards the thought of infinity number seven difference between infinity of space and space infinite though our idea of infinity arises from the contemplation of quantity and the endless increase the mind is able to make in quantity by the repeated additions of what portions thereof it pleases yet i guess we cause great confusion in our thoughts when we join infinity to any supposed idea of quantity the mind can thought to have and so discourse or reason about an infinite quantity as an infinite space or an infinite duration for as our idea of infinity being as i think an endless growing idea but the idea of any quantity the mind has being at that time terminated in that idea for be it as great as it will it can be no greater than it is to join infinity to it is to adjust a standing measure to a growing bulk and therefore i think it is not an insignificant subtlety if i say that we are carefully to distinguish between the idea of infinity of space and the idea of space infinite the first is nothing but a supposed endless progression of the mind over what repeated ideas of space it pleases but to have actually in the mind the idea of space infinite is to suppose the mind already passed over and actually to have a view of all those repeated ideas of space which an endless repetition can never totally represent to it which carries in it a plain contradiction number eight we have no idea of infinite space this perhaps will be little plainer if we consider it in numbers the infinity of numbers to the end of whose addition every one perceives there is no approach easily appears to any one that reflects on it but how clear soever this idea of infinity of number be there is nothing yet more evident than the absurdity of actual idea of an infinite number whatsoever positive ideas we have in our minds of any space duration or number let them be over so great they are still finite but when we suppose an inexhaustible reminder from which we remove all bounds and wherein we allow the mind an endless progression of thought without ever completing the idea there we have our idea of infinity which though it seems to be pretty clear when we consider nothing else in it but the negation of an end yet when we could frame in our minds the idea of an infinite space or duration the idea is very obscure and confused because it is made up of two parts very different if not inconsistent for let a man frame in his mind an idea of any space or number as great as he will it is plain the mind rests and terminates in that idea which is contrary to the idea of infinity which consists in a supposed endless progression and therefore i think it is that we are so easily confounded when we come to argue and reason about infinite space or duration and etc because the parts of such an idea not being perceived to be as they are inconsistent the one side or other always perplexes whatever consequences we draw from the other as an idea of motion not passing one would perplex any one who could argue from such an idea which is not better than an idea of motion at rest and such another seems to me to be the idea of a space 
or which is the same thing a number infinite that is of a space or number which the mind actually has and so views and terminates in and of space or number which in constant and endless enlarging progression it can in thought never attain to for how large soever an idea of space i have in my mind it is no larger than it is that instant that i have it though i be capable the next instant to double it and so in infinitum for that alone is infinite which has no bounds and that the idea of infinity in which our thoughts can find none number nine number affords us the clearest idea of infinity but of all other ideas it is number as i have said which i think furnishes us with the clearest and most distinct idea of infinity we are capable of for even in space and duration when the mind pursues the idea of infinity it there makes use of ideas and repetitions of numbers as of millions and millions of miles or years which are so many distinct ideas kept best by number from running into a confused heap wherein the mind loses itself and when it has added together as many millions and etc as it pleases of known lengths of space or duration the clearest idea it can get of infinity is the confused incomprehensible reminder of an endless addible numbers which affords no prospect of stop or boundary number ten our different conceptions of the infinity of number contrasted with those of duration and expansion it will perhaps give us a little further light into the idea we have of infinity and discover to us that it is nothing but the infinity of number applied to determinate parts of which we have in our minds the distinct ideas if we consider that number is not generally thought by us infinite whereas duration and extension are apt to be so which arises from thence that in number we are at one end as it were for there being in number nothing less than one unit we there stop and are at an end but in addition or increase of number we can set no bounds and so it is like a line whereof one end terminating with us the other is extended still forwards beyond all that we can conceive but in space and duration it is otherwise for in duration we consider it as the line of number we extend it both ways to an unconceivable undeterminate and infinite length which is evident to any one that will but reflect on what consideration he hath of eternity which i suppose will find to be nothing else but the turning this infinity of number both ways a parte ante and a parte post as they speak for when we could consider eternity a parte ante what do we but beginning from ourselves and the present time we are in repeat in our mind ideas of years or ages or any other assignable portion of duration past with the prospect of proceeding in such addition with all the infinity of number and when we could consider eternity a parte post we just after the same rate begins from ourselves and reckon by multiplied periods yet to come still extending that line of number as before and these two being put together are that infinite duration we call eternity which as we turn our view either way forwards or backwards appears infinite 
because we still turn that way the infinite end of number that is the power still of adding more number eleven how we conceive the infinity of space the same happens also in space wherein conceiving ourselves to be as it were in the centre we do on all sides pursue those indeterminable lines of number and reckoning any way from ourselves a yard mile diameter of the earth or orbis magnus by the infinity of number we add others to them as often as we will but having no more reason to set bounds to those repeated ideas when we have to set bounds to number we have that indeterminable idea of immensity number twelve infinite divisibility and since in any bulk of matter our thoughts can never arrive at the utmost divisibility therefore there is an apparent infinity to us also in that which has the infinity also of number but with this difference that in the former considerations of infinity of space and duration we only use addition of numbers whereas this is like the division of an unit into its fractions wherein the mind also can proceed in infinitum as well as in the former additions it being indeed but addition still of new numbers though in the addition of the one we can have no more the positive idea of space infinitely great than in the division of the other we can have the positive idea of a body infinitely little our idea of infinity being as i may say a growing or fugitive idea still in a boundless progression that can stop nowhere end of section 22 read by lambda